Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including Captain Underpants, which we'll be getting into today. I'm your host, Beatrice Murad, and today I'm joined by Michelle Anderer. Hey. And April Collins. Hello. How are you guys today? Pretty good. Good, good. Yeah. good. It's a nice hot <laughs> Saturday. <laughs> it's very hot. Yeah, what the heck? It's like almost fall. What is this? Climate change, man. It's it's something. Um, <laughs> I'm fine, <laughs> and I'm excited for today. So who here has read, at least has had a Captain Underpants book? Because I had a few, but that was before I, ha- like, before Harry Potter happened, so I didn't really read when I had them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I never read the books at all, so... I went in basically blind. <laughs> Which, you know what? I feel like that's best. I mean, I, I feel like I kind of also went in blind. I, I had an idea, but I didn't, again, I didn't read any of this. So I hadn't, I didn't know any of the story. Yeah, I, I, I hadn't read any of it. I actually, like, before I wa- sat down to watch it, actually googled what it was about <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense <laughs> because I was like like and the people that I had talked to they were like yeah Captain Underpants movie and I was like cool uh, <laughs> Underpants then, huh interesting right. go on and, then, and I'm really really glad that I googled what it was about before I watched the movie because I feel like if I hadn't done that I would have been completely lost and probably would not have enjoyed the movie at all so really that's that's interesting that is really interesting we'll we'll get into it we'll get into it but um for we gotta set it up so for anyone who um isn't familiar with captain underpants a brief synopsis of the movie from straight from imdb is this two overly imaginative imaginative pranksters named george and harold hypnotize their principal into thinking he's a ridiculously enthusiastic incredibly dim-witted superhero named captain underpants the film was released in theaters this past June and just recently released on Blu-ray and DVD. Disclaimer, after a brief non-spoiler discussion, we will be getting into spoilers, but uh, I will warn you beforehand, don't worry, and hopefully you can decide by that point whether or not you want to continue with us or watch the movie yourself. And with that said, <laughs> let's get into it. Did you guys like this movie? Michelle. I did. Oh, April, go. <laughs> yeah, no, sorry. I was like, no one spoke, so I will. Um, <laughs> but no, I did. I I enjoyed this movie. Um, it was it was fun for me. I laughed. Uh, there was like one thing that really like kind of rubbed me the wrong way, and we'll get into that. Um, but it was it was good. Like I I had a I had a great time. So it was I. And I, and I uh, what is it, like the animation and stuff like that, like worked well for me, considering like the nature of the movie and I guess the story and all of that. Um, it was definitely like a DreamWorks production. So I, it gets uh, two thumbs up for me. Awesome. Awesome. Michelle. Yeah, good review. I really liked this movie. <laughs> and like, let me preface by saying like when I was a kid, I honestly really loved Captain Underpants as a series I didn't realize until recently when I was doing research for this that like the series is ongoing which like blows my mind because like back when I was like it, eight I read this stuff and there's it, still books coming it, out yeah it ended like it's two probably, years like, ago like oh my I god it's probably like 20 now or something yeah <laughs> like I I was like reading like 
the like Wikipedia page and stuff like that because you know that's where you get all your information um but yeah like the the books like actually stopped like two years ago like in 2015 and I was like what really like I remember those coming out when I was like a lot younger that's like a really long run for a book series like Mm -hmm. and like for me like I don't know I really love them I wasn't like so crazy about like even in terms of the villains, like, I don't, Poopy Pants is, like, not my favorite. Like, there's, like, the wedgie woman who's, like, way more cool. My, there's, like, so many. Um, but I can see why they chose him for, like, this movie. He's pretty iconic. But, like, I don't know. When I was a kid, like, I was in grade in school, but I like to draw a lot. And I just, like, I found those books very, like, affirming in that sense. And the fact that, like... George and Harold, like, always got into pranks. They just, like, kind of did what they wanted. And there wasn't really, like, a moral to those books at all, which I think parents kind of hated sometimes. Like, well, what's the lesson? There's no lesson. Kids should have lessons. But kids love that there weren't lessons. Like, that's why people liked them. And just, like, I don't know, like, the Fliparama stuff. And it was just, like, a really fun series. That's so. right. They had Fliparama. Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. nostalgia wave yeah um, seriously. Like, that's how yeah i'm having these flashbacks to like the scholastic book fair which i know happened. that's exactly oh, when i get them it's like book fair was awesome. what kind of books do you want michelle do you want like actual literature no i want like bookmarks and i want captain underpants again yeah <laughs> like that was totally <laughs> the kind of child it was but like seeing this movie was just like i don't know it felt like a hug to my childhood in that sense because just like they got the drawing style like so good like rendered in 3d like it looks just like you'd think it would from like the style and even like the beginning when they're like imitating the style of the comics and just like oh my god it just like it made me so happy i think the people in charge of this definitely had a lot of love for the source material and that came through like in leaps and bounds so i i had my heart was very happy watching it Oh, that's so great to hear. Like, I'm so happy you guys enjoyed it. I didn't, but it makes makes me so happy that you did. Um, I don't know. Okay, like, objectively, from an objective standpoint, like, I can say that the movie looks beautiful. I was so stunned by how well it, like, the actual just character designs and the character style, the artistic style translated from 2D to 3D. I was just very impressed with a lot of things, but it's just not my type of humor. It's just, (laughs) it just isn't. It's total kid humor of a very certain age. It's definitely, it's definitely a kid's movie, like in all aspects of that phrase. Like, so I can, I can totally see like, any person like in our age range um because i don't know what your guys' ages are but i'm old <laughs> <laughs> like me so, 20s-esque yeah oh uh, i'm like late 20s but anyway so in the tw- 20s yeah, yeah, question yeah. in mark. the 20s, 20s <laughs> question mark, question mark. <laughs> but like it's totally like it's a kids movie like which makes sense because it's based off a kids book yeah. and so like I, I, in, like, for me, I enjoyed the fact that I don't feel they, like they tried to cater to adults in any way. Like, yeah. it was, 
like I didn't notice that because normally like in kids movies I'll I'll like everyone can see like whenever they're like hey they threw that joke in for the the parents and it's like they didn't do that at all like they were like no we don't care about you guys so <laughs> really like I, I found some like some like pretty like um I guess the I don't know if the word the proper word is mature but there are some like themes in the film that I guess from the lens of like Harold and George, maybe not, they won't, like, say it outright, but there are some themes where I'm like, oh, but this is, like, an issue in, like, real world issue that no one, like, (laughs) the the people, you know, like, I I can see, like, I wouldn't go so far as to say, like, oh, adults will never enjoy this movie, or, like, oh, you need a, 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 a kid humor because i don't know if it's necessarily kid humor but more like potty humor which for oh certain, it's very much potty you know, yeah i think like that, that, that's a proper way to term it because adults like potty humor too like that's like a fair like type of humor to like it's but i don't know i just for me that type of humor even when i was younger was never my favorite so i don't know like i i could stem stand back and like if I get rid of my subjectivity, I can, like, say, like, okay, this was well done. I like how this was doing. But this was the second time I watched the movie because I actually reviewed it on my YouTube channel, like, when it came out in theaters. And it was just – I was hoping that a second watch may, like, make me appreciate it more. And uh-huh. it just reaffirmed <laughs> the fact that I found this movie so utterly Aww. boring. Aww. And it's, like – it's – Nothing, like, I'm so happy people enjoyed it. I was so worried. I was like, oh, God, what if, like, no one likes it? Like, Leap. But hopefully... <laughs> Leap had serious problems. Yeah, Leap had, like, We're not, not going to talk about Leap. Okay. <laughs> All right, that would be the movie we'll never discuss again. But, yeah. um... <laughs> we don't talk about Leap. Um, about Leap, we don't talk about Leap. Like, <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, th- but this movie does, like, it's it's really well made and well thought out. So I will give it that, but just warning for anyone who's just, who finds fart noises just part of human function, this is not your movie. This is not your movie. (laughs) That's such a good way to describe it. People like this. Just know what you're getting into, all right? I feel like if people knew what they were getting into, they may be a bit more prepared. But you know what? Even second watch, when I knew what I was getting, I was like, all right, okay. But, um, but yeah, let's, something that I do want to talk about, which I was surprised by how well it was, was the voice cast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was really impressed with the voice cast, like, very much so. And then I even, there was a couple of, like, uh, characters who I wasn't sure who voiced them because it sounded so, like, unlike what they like how they speak and things like that because I feel like often with like big names they don't really change their voice whenever they go in and do like an animated movie or anything like that like it's literally just them talking and reading lines but like for a lot of these people I was just like oh like that's you I was unaware of that like I I could not tell and even like uh there was uh who was it George George's uh he was voiced by Kevin Hart I think yeah I didn't think it was uh, yeah. I didn't think it was Kevin Hart at all until some until like I literally like went back and saw it and I was like that is not who I thought voiced him like George I thought it was like uh what is it what's his name I thought it was Aziz Ansari for like mm. most of the movie <laughs> and I was like and then I was like oh now I hear Kevin Hart never mind like <laughs> <laughs> I totally agree with that like I was in love with Mel 
all then, and then I found out after the fact that Jordan Peele voiced it. I'm like, oh my god, yes, right? that's amazing. But also, I had no idea that was him the whole time during the movie. No, I didn't think that at all either. Like, I had no idea who voiced him. I was like, oh, who voiced Melvin? I'm going to find that out. And then at the end of the movie, I was like, that was Jordan Peele? What? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I will say, so good. This may, th- like, it's these type of movies, like, kind of make me think back on, like, mo- like, movies that I grew up with as, like, a child. Like, say, for instance, Toy Story. Would me as an, if I had never seen Toy Story before and I had watched it as an adult, would I had, like, felt that that was Tom Hanks as Woody? Like, would that have stood out to me? Or would it have been like, oh my God, he so became this character and blah, blah, blah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Because something that really spoke to me was that, like, Kevin Hart sounded like a child. Like, oh, he just, yeah. he just, he didn't, he didn't sound like Kevin Hart at all until, it wasn't until, like, afterwards, like, that I knew it was him that I picked up on it. You know what I mean? Like, no, I yeah, told totally. who it was. Totally. Like, I, I, I knew it was him. Like, I knew that, I knew that that was Kevin Hart, but I was just like, it didn't take me out of the movie because he so sounded like a, a young boy. And I was just like, oh my God, because he did, he's done other voice work before. And in the mm-hmm. other voice work, he's done more of the just do Kevin Hart, but like, do it be this character exactly just in <laughs> yeah. the body of like a very small cute bunny you know what i mean like oh mm-hmm. but to be fair see your life of pets was such a mess of a movie <laughs> it was but look it's not like a jab at it it's more of a okay like that's like there there are people who like sometimes for like movies that work sometimes it's like okay you'll 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 use the voice actor or you do it for like financial reasons because you have to sell your movie or whatever but this right. was like something where it was like a beautiful mesh of the two where it was yeah you have the big names for financial reasons but they all really like took voice acting seriously and that was so mm-hmm. refreshing yeah. to see yeah I agree I I totally agree like I was impressed with like basically every character like and the voice work that was done for them like thomas middleditch yeah. i love him yeah, so he was much good as harold i know he i kind of like a kid too exactly like those two did such a great job like they sound like i believe that they were kids like i never like would have suspected if i hadn't already known so <laughs> which is mind-blowing because like these kids like how old are these kids these kids are like what fourth grade fourth grade so they're they're Mm -hmm. like eight right around that age and these men are like 30 plus like 40 50 (laughs) 30 like they got kids who are older than these kids and they it's just it's it was mind-blowing I was just very I was just like well done well done like actors well done you're doing your job well done you you did your job we're so proud of you (laughs) Okay, so um, I think we're going to start with spoilers now because I a lot of things I do want to get into, I need to m- mention spoilers. So for anyone who hasn't seen Captain Underpants, just from our basic impressions, make up your mind. And if you don't care about being spoiled, okay, but shoo, we're going to talk about spoilers now. Go away. Tala shoo, law somewhere bye. else. Bye. <laughs> All right. See you so, later. <laughs> That's we, the spirit. We need to talk about Melvin. We we just Oh my need... god, I loved Melvin so much. Okay, I I, I adored him, but I yeah. just okay, so he reminds me of kind of like Drax from Guardians of the Galaxy, where he's just the character who doesn't necessarily like get a He doesn't like, get it. He doesn't he doesn't get jokes. Aww. And I just 
I don't like how they kind of treated him. They're like, okay, you're you're a nuisance. You're you're annoying. Like you're frustrating to deal with because you just don't get it. And it just it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I was just like, yeah, but like you have to be like understanding. Maybe like you don't know like what type of like <laughs> you don't know Melvin. You don't, yeah, like, you're like, you don't like, know Melvin. <laughs> you don't know like what's going on with him. Maybe like there's like you know I just don't think. The way that they treated doesn't Melvin. doesn't have a sense of humor. <laughs> yeah, I just don't like the way they treated him. It was kind of like, okay, so this is clearly like a biological, like this is like a, a an issue. This is like, he was just born this way and you're just going to throw him aside and make him just like an annoying, like someone that you're going to find, like the, either the person to make fun of or the person that ruins the mood. And I'm like, that's not the, that's not the way you would treat someone in real life. Like, come on, that's a terrible message to send out to kids. I don't know, man. Kids are mean. I don't know. This is a compelling argument on (laughs) Melvin's behalf that I had not considered before. (laughs) It's true. I I hadn't considered it either. So I'm like, oh, you know what? I do kind of feel bad for him now. Like, because kids are mean and they only sort of like reinforced that. So... I can't even remember because it's been like for... It's been decades since I've read any of those books. If you like is redeemed at all maybe by the end of the series <laughs> does he ever have a redeeming <laughs> I, don't, I feel like maybe he did later but definitely not for the first like six to eight books probably <laughs> not the six to eight poor melvin that i read yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right so melvin will continue to be a mystery but um are there any characters beside melvin that like stood out to you guys that you were just like oh my god this character well, honestly, I was surprised by how nicely the movie handled, like, George and Harold's friendship. Like, their friendship and their their closeness, like, as friends, like, kind of was the heart of the movie. And they spent a lot of time, like, kind of dealing with that. And that actually, I thought, was, like, really nice and refreshing. Totally. Um, totally. And I, I, think they, I think they captured, like, that real spirit of being a kid and having a best friend. Yeah. Especially whenever, mm-hmm. like... The principal's like, I'm going to do the worst thing that I can possibly think to do to you guys. And that's separate you. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I know how that feels. Like, I was like, I hated whenever I found out, like, the next school year that I wasn't in the same class as my friends from the year before. And I was like, now I have to make new friends. This is terrible. Like, yeah, Yeah. Yeah. the the sheer, like, overdramaticness of this. Like, looking back, you're just kind of like, like, it's not that big a deal. Like, you can still see each other, especially if you live next door to each other. You'll be fine. (laughs) I think I literally yelled that at one point, too, before I started to feel really empathetic and, and sympathetic i was just like y'all live next door to each other you can see each other after school <laughs> they couldn't see that far ahead they couldn't be an open mind it just felt like such an immediate concern to them I, I understand that it's a very mature thought of me to have but, but, but no but like, i appreciate uh, it i appreciate that like sort of drama of like no we will never spend all day together ever again that will ruin us that will ruin us it's like you need to learn about long-term relationships buddies because what do they well, call they even long, have, yeah, they have that long like would never last yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i seriously love like this sock puppet like sec- the, yeah, right, probably yeah. the best surprise <laughs> of that whole movie i was like oh my god why is this so funny and it works and it, so well and it wasn't even animated it yeah it was like actual so sock puppet it's so good <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, like something that just stood out was just how much, how many different types of just animation styles and just in overall storytelling, like ways to like incorporate different styles of kind of, I don't want to say 
kid-friendly things, but, like, you know, how many shows were, like, of sock puppets that, like, when we were younger, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just, I really appreciate that variety, that diversity that they went out of their way to do. And the way that they, like, did it was very, it was very well done. Like, it wasn't jarring to switch from, like, 2D animation and go into a movie that's completely 3D and then have those random, like, 2D moments, but then you have, like, real-life sock puppets. Like, it was never, like, it never took me out of the story. So I was always very much, like, inside of the story while watching it, despite, like, the animation changes. So I really, I appreciate that. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah, same. And what did you guys um, think about the... Just, like, them breaking the fourth wall. Because I feel like... I don't remember the... Again, I have no recollection of the books that much. So I don't know how it was dealt with in the books. But was this, like... Michelle, you're going to probably have to tell me. But was this, like, a uh, an actual way for them to get the proper tone without actually... By doing something that they didn't do in the books? By doing that kind of fourth wall breaking thing? Or was it just straight from the book? I do not remember, honestly, yeah, if it was here from the book, but I would not be surprised if it was an element from the book, because, like, it definitely had that kind of tongue-in-cheek humor sometimes. Right. So I'd say, like, 50% chance it was from the book, 50% chance it, they decided to do it for the movie. Right, right. Because like, let me just say that it was genius if it wasn't from the book, because that was a great way, because, you know, George and Harold, they're creators. You have the artist, you have the writer, they want to tell stories. And what better way to tell a story about storytellers if the storyteller can actually break the fourth wall, talk to the audience about, like, the craziness that's actually happening (laughs) in the story that they are a part of. It's just, it was a really great sort of, so it could, there's so so much, like, just things about storytelling within this movie that you could only do because they were breaking the fourth wall. And I just thought that was, like, a genius move on the part of. The director. I literally just I literally just looked it up and apparently they did break the fourth wall all the time in the book. In the book? Like, okay, great. Yeah. Yay, I was because I was wondering that too, and I was like, uh you know what? I'm gonna quickly Google this. Like yeah, and yeah. it does it like it says that it's like a running gag of the books that they would often break the fourth wall. The characters in the series are well aware that they are inside of a book, frequently referencing pages, chapters, and other books in the series. <laughs> And on one occasion, George speaks directly to the unseen narrator. And another wow. time he... <laughs> right? That's awesome. <laughs> See, so, that makes me want to have a narrator. That makes me want to... Like, I know... I like that they were the narrators of the story, but at the same I like, time... I like that they were the narrator, but I think I, I'm i okay with there not being, like, an outside narrator. Just because I feel like then they would have quickly reverted to, like, that we're going to argue with the narrator kind of thing. See, but I would have liked that. <laughs> I don't know if I would have liked that. I feel like so. I would have been like, or maybe like, I don't know, suddenly the director shows up of the actual movie and then they're like, who are you? No, we're doing this our way. No, we decided this. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I liked that they for- broke the fourth wall. Like, I, I, I ex- kind of expected it like at the beginning or like whenever they did it at the beginning I was like oh okay like maybe that's just how they're like setting everything up but again because I have no knowledge of the books so but then like they would do it like throughout the movie but it again it was one of those things where it wasn't like it didn't take away from the movie it added to it because they were like addressing the audience and that uh is something good especially with like kids like entertainment 
is whenever you engage like the audience, like it it tests well with children is whenever they're engaged, which is why shows like Blue's Clues and Dora the Explorer were always so successful because they constantly like broke that fourth wall and brought the audience into the movie or the TV show or the movie or whatever it was. So bravo to them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, totally. I think that I I'm, I'm, I appreciate that it was consistent because I don't, if you're going to break the fourth wall, keep breaking it. Don't just break yeah. it once and never mention mm-hmm. it again, you know? And like, don't ever do it again until like the end of the movie, but they, yeah. they did it. They, they consistently did it, which yeah. I was, I, I liked that. Like it, they kept it up instead of just like, we're just going to break it. And then that's it. Like, or, totally. or make it like a gag. <laughs> I hate totally, when they do totally. that in movies. <laughs> All right. And I, was all right how successful do you guys think this movie was as an origin story because at the end of the day this is a superhero movie it is an origin story was it successful because not a lot of origin stories are especially as of late sometimes they're not so what did you guys think especially since how this is like clearly like a play on the superman story and given how Man of Steel for instance was a pretty divisive movie what did you guys (laughs) think of like Captain Underpants' Man of Steel, like, origin story-ness, even though it's nothing like Man of Steel. If anything, it's more like the actual Superman people. So, um, what'd you think? I, I liked it. I, I didn't, I mean, it was nice, and I can totally see where they set up, I mean, they obviously set up for, like, more movies and things to be made, but it was also, but again, like, as someone who hadn't read the books, I, I, like I said, I'm glad that I had read what, it was about before watching the movie. Cause I don't know that I would have picked that up. Like I probably would have had to watch it a second time to be like, okay, everything makes sense now. Got it. Like kind of thing. So, but it, it was like, whatever happened in the movie reinforced what I had already read about the books. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. That makes mm-hmm. sense. Michelle, what do okay. you think? Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure in the first like five minutes, like they give like that intro to like how they came up with Captain Underpants as a concept, right? You're like, well, like when you see superheroes, they always look like they're like flying around in their underwear. So like ours actually does. Yeah, yeah. And they go through like the <laughs> underwear planet he came from and how they like slingshotted him into <laughs> yeah, the yeah. sky with underwear <laughs> before the planet died <laughs> for no reason. Why dolphins? Just go with it. Just go with it. Yeah. Just go with it. <laughs> Why do you keep printing dolphins? Harold just <laughs> likes dolphins, guys. So I think like they did a good job of establishing that, and then like within the movie itself, you see how like they use like the hypno ring that they got out of, like a like a prize box, um, which is totally canon with the first book. And I think they spent a good amount of time like getting used to the fact that he was like their principal was now Captain Underpants, and like trying to see how much they could get out of like using that to and their get advantage. away with <laughs> get away with before like an actual threat showed up to the school. So I thought in terms of like pacing and development, it was actually like pretty solid. To- in relation to like how much they were trying to get in that entire movie. Right. So I was, I was pretty satisfied. Okay, good. I mean, I, I appreciate how they actually dealt like this movie actually reference, like make sure to tell you that, Hey, them just snapping their fingers. It's actually not something that's going to last long. It just, it, they're, you know, their, their plan, their like innocent plan of like, Oh, we'll just snap. And then he'll be yeah. Captain Underpants whenever he bothers us. It's like, it, it, I like that it went out of its way of being like, this isn't, this isn't something that's going to continue. I, I will say that in the end, when 
he finally does gain the powers of Captain Underpants. I was a little bit like not disappointed, but I was like, "This is all right." I I saw this coming. This is maybe it's because that's part of the story. That's how it goes. But for me, I just thought it would have been so much better if it was just this guy, <laughs> like he never got trying to fly. Never yeah, can. trying to fly that he doesn't actually have the superpowers. I would have preferred that just because that could have made just a bunch of the obstacles all the more like crazy and ludicrous. But, you know, I was like, fine, fine. If you're, I get it. This is a superhero movie at the end of the day. Fine. Give him the powers that he has to get. Like, fine. But um, what do you guys think of Professor Poopy Pants? Like, a hero is only as strong as his villain. So, or her villain. So how, like, what did you think of Mr. Poopy Pants? I know, Michelle, you already said that he wasn't, he isn't your favorite, but. Well, as in that, like, it. The, Nick Kroll's like different than just like reading the book about Professor right. Poopy Pants. Right. I think Nick Kroll did an amazing job. Like his voice was just like so hysterical to me. Like I honestly found a lot of his delivery delivery like really on point and really hilarious during the movie. Right, right, right. And April, what do you think of Mr. Poopy Pants or Professor Poopy Pants? Which was you know, written in yellow chalk. Like it was yeah. he, wrote <laughs> professor, he wrote Professor yeah. P. And I was like, really? In yellow chalk? Really? In okay. yellow chalk. I know, I noticed that too. I wrote it down, but um, <laughs> I thought he was a really good like villain. And it was funny because before they even revealed it, I like was like because I don't know if you guys know this, but I always take notes whenever I watch things. And so mm-hmm. I wrote like I was like, oh, Poopy Pants just wants to rid the world of laughter, so uh, no one can laugh at his name, and he can actually be taken seriously in the scientific community. And then, like, not even a minute later, they had, like, his flashback scene, where, like, he was gonna win the, yeah, what was yeah. it, the Nobel yeah. Prize or whatever. Oh, it's tragic like, backstory. I know. And they're like, uh, they're like, is this a joke? And he's like, no, it's not a joke. It's a highly, like, like established name and they're like okay whatever and I was like I was like oh poor guy like I don't blame him at all like I felt very sympathetic towards him I was like he just wants to he just wants to be taken seriously and he's obviously a good scientist uh the only thing that I hated was I hated that his full name was Professor P.P. Diarrhea Stein. (laughs) That was so much. That was just so much. It was too much. When they revealed that, I was like, nope, I'm done with you guys. (laughs) I was like, I can't. I was like, like, I've taken all of this toilet humor up until this point, and you literally named the bad guy P.P. Diarrhea Stein Poopy Pants. Come on now. Like, I was like, that is low, even for a kid's movie. <laughs> I was like, that's, that's like my one, like, I didn't enjoy of the movie. Like, any, I was talking to my friend about it because she watched it with her niece and nephew. And she was just like, yeah. She's like, what did you think of, like, the, the professor's name? And I was like, I hated it. And she's like, me too. <laughs> and I was like, I'm glad we're on the same page. Like, <laughs> see, but like, I, I appreciate how, like, because usually, at least this is, like, a trend with superhero movies now is that the villain doesn't really have good motivations. They don't really, their plans don't really make a lot of sense. They're just evil for being evil or just they complicate things just for the sake of the story or whatever. And in this one, he actually, you know, yeah. had, he had a understandable motivation for not yeah. liking laughter. Yeah, totally. I was just like, yeah, you know, it makes sense. If everyone makes fun of your name, like... Discredits your amazing science. Yeah. Exactly. Like, you could stop world hunger and everyone just keeps telling you about your name. And it's just like, 
Really? So I, there, are, I, there are other ways to prove them wrong, buddy. But you know what? <laughs> exactly. I would have been like, well, then make them forget it by being that amazing scientist you can be. But I mean, hey, not everyone can take the high ground. We can't, I was like, we can't expect too much out of like a kid's superhero movie, I guess. Like, <laughs> and hey, if we, if we did, like, if they did take the high ground, we'd never get a movie. So there is that as well. <laughs> it would be far less interesting. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. I kind of would just, I would have preferred just having Harold and George just go, like, trying to keep up with, like, I don't know, like, what if randomly someone snaps their fingers and then... No, that's what happens later in the other yeah. book. No, like, anytime someone snaps their fingers, like, the change happens. And sometimes yeah, they totally. don't know about it for a while, so something awful happens. See, but that's yeah. the thing, you only get that at the anytime end of the movie. Anytime anyone snaps their fingers, he changes personalities. See, but we only get that at the end of the movie. Like, even when he snaps, he turns. Like, that. we only got yeah, that exactly. later. So yeah, he's I thought that was too, so crazy. Like, I, I would have like... preferred to just, like, have that, do that as a story. If you're at the villain's like the villain was fine but i mean i would have been happy just with like the shenanigans they could have gone into and poor mr krupp like yeah he's not like the nicest guy but poor mr krupp like the amount of mental like headaches the headaches the amount of like mental gymnastics he's gonna have to deal with because of like being now two people like that's that's he doesn't even know he's two people that's the worst part probably thinks he's losing his memory Oh, yeah. Well, like, him, like, what is it? He woke up in his underpants places, and I was like, oh, man, like, he's going to be, like, he's going to have some severe, like, mental trauma after all of this. Like, he's going to slowly deteriorate, and then he's going to be his own villain. It's going to be great. I'm over here writing. (laughs) That's great. That is fantastic. Like, yes. I do like that they actually give him, like, kind of an arc, though, because I don't know if that ever happened in the books. But, like, because he has, like, a love interest, and it's actually, like, they get into his house, and he's, like, only one fork and only one plate. He's just, like, lonely and sad, and, like, that's his motivation for being a mean person. Everyone needs love. Yeah! (laughs) And, and, like, that was kind of the message, I guess. They're, like, oh, we can help him out. And I love, I was gonna say, I love that, like, George and Harold were, like, oh, like, let's make him happy. Like, let's set him up with this person that he's obviously interested in. And I was, like, oh, you guys are so nice. Like, and then he gave him a comics back like in the, i guess the implication is like maybe it got slightly better for everyone in the school including them now that he like has someone to hang out with we'll yeah, have to find out yeah. in the next movie yeah <laughs> i really hope there is a next movie honestly i would totally I mean, watch they, it they titled it captain underpants the first movie so. i know i know it's ambitious though but i hope i hope it made it See, because look like if, okay look it had 38 million dollar budget you probably have to like double it or something to include like marketing and it made 104.7 million at the box office so it it made money the question yeah. is will we Did get make an, yeah because i don't know like it's not it's not making like the billion dollars that zootopia and any other disney animation movie lately yeah, has been making yeah. disney like totally uh, i know but like you can't you compare can, you can't compare your dreamworks to i think you can compare dreamworks to disney like well you can in terms of like the animation and things like that but like at the same time like they because disney like over but like over budgets things like they have to make like a million like you know, like a billion dollars in order to like break even some of the time just because they like go above and beyond. I think for like a $38 million movie, this, this was really well done. And 
It took a lot more risks, too, I'd say, in terms of just, yeah. like, the concept and just, like, how they changed animation styles. Yeah. Like, Disney well, has a lot like of, they- like, very firm, like, formula things they really like to check off with every movie. And that's, like, oh, part of their totally. brand. That's what people expect. But this is, like, kind of its own weird thing, which is the part of what thing- I like about it. Yeah. The other thing, too, is you kind of have to consider, like, that they, in terms of, like, the animation quality was great, but you have to, like, think about the fact that they also didn't put it as such of a high of quality as they do for, like, How to Train Your Dragon or anything like that. Like, it was very yeah, much more, that is like... that's true, but, I mean, because I feel like that's more, that, but that has less to do with them, like, not wanting to, like, I wanting to be, like... I think it's, like, a like, stylistic so, thing. Yeah, that's yeah, more of a stylistic thing. So that has less to like, do with them wanting yeah. to, like, save money and more to do yeah. with... Oh, well, Captain Underpants think... has a certain style, so we don't Yeah, so yeah, I, I, think, I think that's something to, like, consider, too, is that they didn't have to, like, blow out their budget in order to make, like, to to stylize the movie to be what it needed it to be. You know what I mean? Like they didn't have to do as much like probably rendering or like put as much time into like, you know, animating like hair and things like that. Like they just didn't, they didn't have to do that. So I think considering like a $38 million budget, it made 104 or 105. Like it was pretty successful. Like I would be surprised if they didn't make a second movie in all honesty. Like I, I would, I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't as well because I, I wouldn't be surprised if say like the investors of DreamWorks look at what the money Disney's making and being like, why can't we do that? Let's do that. So like I wouldn't. Yeah. Well, yes, at the same time because a lot of people do consider DreamWorks up in that level. So mm-hmm. like I, I wouldn't be surprised if they also don't. Like I could see it go both ways. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I can see it go both ways too. But like I'm just like looking at something so like moana for instance had a budget of 150 million dollars right how much did it make at the box office is really really high exactly that's what i'm saying it's like the okay uh, moana made 150 right double that maybe even if you want even like make say like they spent 200 million on marketing that is still Mm -hmm. like the amount of money they've made is to such an extreme that it's like you can't even even if it made a bigger but even if it had a big bigger budget it's making so much money that it's it's still like something that like the size of Captain Underpants's budget like just in terms of success shouldn't like like the size of its budget shouldn't come into play because if animated movies are making this much money I feel like they might look at that and go, you know what? We need, if, if anime movies have proven to make this much money, we want to aim for that much money. You know what I mean? That's fair. Yeah, I just, I don't know. We'll see. I, I, like I said, I, would be, I wouldn't be surprised and I would welcome it. I'd go see the second movie just because. <laughs> 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 okay, well then let's talk about the... One of the, beside the Melvin thing, the other really big thing that bothered me. So I want you guys to convince me that it's not as big of a deal. But okay. the big thing was the female problem. Like the only prominent female character was the love interest. She like I I saw what they were doing. They were trying so hard. They really were because you see a lot of girls in the background. You see a lot of just in general, just so many diverse like a lot of shades in the background just people of all like shapes and sizes like in the background that and I was just like good job but at the same time I was like 
you know, if you really wanted female representation, like if you really wanted like solid female representation, give us a female character that actually does something. Like if you actually cared, you'd go above and beyond. And they didn't. They were like trying to do it without like breaking the story, like, you know, without going too far from the story. And I'm like, I get it if the story is just mainly like male characters. And I know that there is some female villain. I know that. But at the same time, I'm just like, Come on, just do something. Show us someone, show me a female speaking role other than the girls singing that song uh, with like with that deep man voice going like, oh yeah, or the mom or the love interest. Like give, like seriously, like one page of script is one minute of film. Like that's usually how it goes. Well, guess what? The women speaking had like, couldn't, would, would never even fit a script, which tells me that they had less than a minute of speaking. And that to me is not okay. So tell me, convince me why, like, that is, like, that it's okay. I think, uh, I think it's okay. Like, it didn't bother me at all because it's, I mean, if you're gonna, like, put a female character into, like, a movie that doesn't have a main female character, I think that takes away a lot of it. And then I think they would have suffered from doing so like people it would have been a lot of those like oh well they tried to like be progressive and add this female character but look at how it didn't pay off for them just because they would have wandered so far away from the story and I think a lot of it was like they didn't want to wander away from the story and I'm I guess I'm glad that they didn't because I just can't imagine like how like having any you know like outside of like the lunch lady and like or like the small female roles that they did have I just can't see how it would have like fit I mean I agree they could have probably had like maybe like a small like you know some more like females just speaking but I don't think like in my eye it didn't subtract from it so I, I don't know if that's a really good enough like argument to like as a woman or from a woman to <laughs> like yeah. justify not having that. But I, I think it, I think it was a smart decision on their part just because like, then they would have had to taken to take the backlash of wandering so far away from such a well, like established series. So It'd be like, oh, well, we just decided to make Harry Potter, um, Harriet Potter, like, done. See, but like, Harry <laughs> Potter had Hermione, so I don't know if that works, yeah. but but I see what you're saying. What about yeah, you, you can't, y- yeah. You just can't add a random character into things. <laughs> I agree adding a random character, probably. I mean, there was, there was already so much they were trying to do. If they had to add in any more new characters, it probably just would have subtracted time that could have been spent on, like, the main characters to develop them. Um, in terms of, like, the series, they really don't ever have any, like, female friends who help them go on adventures, to my recollection. And I also honestly can't remember that bothering me. I think, like, because the the series is really harmless and it's never, like, I don't know, it never goes out of its way to put down, like, characters or, like, female characters especially or anything. And I think that's what, like, saved young me from, like, really, like, getting like uncomfortable with it and like not knowing why because that definitely happened to me with like other series um but like it's something to ask about i mean why why they both gotta be dudes i mean that's that is a fair question um i do like the fact that like i know harold's like canonically gay which is like kind of nice 
Is he? I'm like, yeah, 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 he is. No like, idea. I wouldn't know. <laughs> but no we'll idea. In, maybe we'll get that in the second movie, you guys. Hopefully. <laughs> maybe. That would actually be really nice if they did something with that. But yeah, it, it's it's concerned with certain things. But yeah, in terms of like girl inclusion, I don't think it, it like, you know, discludes like that half of the population. But like, it's. Yeah, they are not as outside of like the villains and like teachers and just like random schoolmates in the background. Like there aren't any like noticeable lady people. So <laughs> that I think it's fair to bring that up. I don't think it's really bothered me, but like I think it's good to be critical of all media, even if you like it. So I think right, I'm right. glad you asked us too. Yeah, <laughs> this is a good thing to think even, about. I was gonna say I didn't even like think about it, but but in my head also like this is like. It's a series that was created for boys. I mean, look at the humor and everything like that. Yeah. Like, and so it would make, but also like they're in fourth grade. Like there were, you know, in fourth grade, like girls still had cooties. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's still like very much drawing from, it's like, I don't think them not including like females was like meant to be like an intentional harm it was just like okay they're fourth grade boys they don't have friends that are girls like you know they did it inside of the book or anything like that but I mean like maybe like there'll probably be a female character in the next one especially like if you know the media or whoever gets you know upset about it like more upset about it I guess you know what I mean it's just like but I don't think it was like an intentional like like disclude whatever the word is i can't think right now but yeah 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 i, I get it, i get it. i mean I don't it think... wasn't like it wasn't it didn't they didn't have ill intentions by doing right it. Totally, totally. I I did not, totally, totally like i think like not nine times out of ten but like seven times out of ten most most <laughs> when this yeah. happens they, they, it's never like not like it's not intentional but i mean it's like at the same time i was just like all right. I mean, really, really, like boys weren't the only ones who like potty humor. Like, really, okay, fine, do that. Um, but yeah, yeah. But I think, like, I was gonna say, I think also, like, uh, what is it? The um, oh, my brain's not working now. Like, oh, forget it. Pass on me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I like. I will say, if anything, I would have just preferred, like. If they like, for instance, we had that scene at the end where they like that uh, end uh, post credit scene where you get a hint of like the new of like the next villain, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I would have preferred like if they were gonna set her up that way. Like I get why because it's like funny, like the joke is that way. But like maybe like give her some line, something to do. Like I don't necessarily need like a new character. Yeah. Like I don't need I mean, like a quote I can see unquote. That. Yeah, like I don't need a quote unquote but Mary Sue. And I, I, like, I also don't think that fun. that'll be like the next villain either. So now that's not a canonical villain. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but the the lunch ladies do eventually turn evil. So that's <gasps> yes. an idea. Yeah. See, like give me that. Give me like a Romeo and Juliet type of thing with lunch ladies turning evil and a Captain Underpants being like, I don't want to hurt you, and then her being like ah i don't know just give me that that actually um, was pretty cool right but um and then i'd know, be okay with it actually yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah you know george and harold not understanding why he can't just like because maybe just like dude like do a whole like like is captain under does krupp know like is like captain underpants like krupp but like 
aware, I don't know, like, is Carp aware of Captain Underpants? And suddenly you have, I don't know, I'm already writing a fanfic about it. Well, he, anyway. he, already, he, he already knows who Captain Underpants is because he confiscated those comics. And what I, I had a moment where I had to, like, ask myself, I was like, wait, how would, whenever they hypnotized Krupp, like, I was like, wait, how does Krupp know who Captain Underpants is? And then but I yeah, was like, that's exactly oh. right. He's and then I was all. like, oh, wait, because he's probably seen all of the comics that he's confiscated. Okay, that makes sense now. Like, I understand why it would, it just like immediately happened. Never mind. Like, I meant not that he knows who Captain Underpants is as a character, but does he know that he himself is Captain Underpants? Like, does, no. will he that never really happen? He never figures that out. That's See, part like, of the I love appeal. It. You know, I, I, I kind of love that sort of thing where he'd have to come to terms, like having like a very deep like character development where he'd have to come to terms with the fact that this is who he is now and all that. But anyway. Um, that seems like not a kid's uh, book. Yeah, that doesn't seem like a kid's book. That's, that's why I said that I was already writing like a fanfic. So, but, oh, wait, um, wait. hold on. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so something that I found kind of... Um, not predictable, predict, I guess cliche, cliche is the better word, for me is that there is this kind of dichotomy here where everyone's always like, okay, it's either, it's either one of two things. So either the movie goes, science is great, art is bad, or the movie goes, art is great and science is bad. And this one was much more on the latter. It's much more like art. It's so great and fantastic. Don't destroy these programs. And ew, science fair is such a drag. And to me, I'm just like, there is so much greatness in both. Why must there even be this, like, separation to begin with? Like, why must... I, I get it. Society in general places science higher than art. So obviously, like, art itself is going to have kind of like a chip on their shoulder. And whenever they get the opportunity to tell a story, that might be a story they're going to tell. I understand that. But it's just so annoying to see again and again and just being like, okay, like, <laughs> I get it. Like, poor you. Like, okay. Like, I don't know. Like, for me, like, I think there's a very deep, like, there's a problem with, like, education in that they either, that they don't, like, they don't, um, they don't, and this is how, like, this gets into, like, the film being more than just for kids because there is some, like, very uh, big criticism in it and it being yeah, critical it of the education system. Yeah, it definitely is critical of public so, like, school systems. Yeah. Totally, totally. And I'm, I'm all for that. I'm like, instead of blaming science for, and, and, and vilifying kids who are good at science for being good at science, why don't you actually vilify the actual problem, which is that the school system doesn't celebrate both? Like, I don't know. I just find it that, that that issue is such, it's so much more complicated than what people are presenting. And it's like, it would be so nice to be like, hey, you're good with numbers. That's so cool. Oh my God, I loved your drawing. Thanks, man. Like, why can't we get that? Like, it's why just, is that so hard? <laughs> you're forgetting a very important thing about this movie. It has no morals. It's not, it doesn't have strong feelings, really. Like, it can, it can, like, poke at the public school system and be like, oh, this is sad. Oh, they might cart the art program. That's sad. But other than that, it really doesn't have much of an agenda or side either way. And I think, like, I don't that's know. It had a really strong side for arts. People. Like, that's what frustrates me. Like, it has a very strong side for the arts. So it's not as if it's, like, amoral and that it's just disinterested. It's like, oh, like, we're not going to talk about, we're not going to pit these against each other. It very clearly pits art against science. Like, that's, like, very, like, and just, like, 
anyone that is like it just how it pits like happiness with with with, like with just anger like there is the fun versus misery like oh no homework that's so and i get like with kids like oh homework what a drag but there is it does pit him like it does have a moral whether whether that's a good moral or bad moral or an agenda it does have a clear agenda presenting in itself which is arts are great science is just horrible like i it does do that I think the only the, the thing then would be like, okay, so then are you saying that like in other superhero movies, because in other like superhero universes, most of the villains are scientists um, and things like that. So are you saying that like Iron those- Man is a scientist, <laughs> an engineer, Hulk, scientist, Spider Man, he's like he's all four sciences. So that doesn't necessarily hold up. But then, but you're you're forgetting about like the DC universe, like like uh, um, what's Flash, his name? Flash, um, Bruce Wayne is not it. a scientist. He yeah, is just but... he's a philanthropist. And, totally, but, totally. And so, but then like all of his like villains are all scientists who have been wronged. So, so and like not all of them. Like, the Joker isn't a scientist, but I well, will say true. like Flash is like he's he's um what's that called? He's uh the scientist that go into like who work with the police department. Um, then you have the guy who makes Batman's toys. He, like, who, I don't remember his name, but he was played by, um, uh, what, the, the voice of God. What's his name? Morgan Freeman. Like, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, like, like, I'm just saying, like, in but those I'm, worlds, like, they do... But they, yeah. but they make villains out of those scientists, and yeah, they pit science against science, but then where's the art representation in those? So are you saying that they have a very clear agenda against art? Like, I'm I just, just think that, saying that, like, I just think, I just I think know, that, I'm like, you're, you could say that, you could say that, but what I'm saying is, you can totally think comic books have this clear agenda, like, those type of comic books have a clear agenda against art, but then you can't say that, that, that Captain Underpants doesn't have a clear agenda against science, like, it does, like, these things do, and I just, I, I'm, I'm bothered by the fact that they do, is what I'm trying to say. Uh, I don't I don't know if I necessarily interpreted it that they have an agenda against science just because like for most kids like things like science and things like that aren't exciting and thrilling and you I know, know that's a very big generalization. I wouldn't go so far a, to say for most kids. Mo- uh, but like it's a it's a stereotype of children. And so again like this whole like universe of Captain Underpants was created during a time where like that that was like the school system at the time was where if like s- public schools were going to cut funding then they cut it in like art programs and they things like do. that they still do yeah i mean they still do and i'm not saying that that's okay but i'm not saying that i think that this movie is necessarily putting science down it's just that that's it it, it just is what it is and in this universe that was created like I don't know, 15 year, 15 plus years ago. So I don't think it's not, I don't think that they, if, if they did it, I, it's again, it's another one of those things where I don't think it's intentional. Like, I think it's just, it's a kid's movie. Like the stereotypical kid is not thrilled by the idea of science. A lot of, you know, and I'm not saying that a lot of kids aren't because like, I like science. I think science is cool, but I also really enjoy art and I like enjoy more of like the, like, I will just say arts in general, like, uh, I mean, I'm a broadcast media major for, you know, so it's just, uh, it's just that I don't think that if there's an agenda, I don't think that would be what it is. I think they were just trying to turn like a fun series of books into 
a fun movie. And so the if that's what takes place in the books, then that's what takes place. Like, I don't think it was like an intentional harm. I want to add to that. Um, so like the, this movie existing like on its own, like I think you could definitely be like, hey, why are they so mean about science? Science is great. There's all these good things. Don't hate on science. But um, in terms of like if they do more, like I, I don't th- I think. Professor Poopy Pants is like the only scientist who's ever a villain. Like a lot of times it's like there's a toxic waste leak at a chemical plant and it turned all the toilets evil. Or like the lunch ladies have really nasty food and it makes all the kids turn into zombies. Or like (laughs) lightning strikes this other toilet and now has arms. Like it's not, it doesn't care so much about science. And I think maybe part of the thing that's missing is that like, so... I feel like these books are very, very personal to the author because um, Dave Pilkey, he when he was a kid, he had ADHD and he he did really bad in school and he was always like doodling on the back of his like papers and stuff. And his teachers like gave him a really hard time about it and kept saying like, you can't like draw for a living. Like, what are you going to do? Like, your life's not going to be worth anything. Um, and it is like he did a series of like very silly comics that like totally took off and kids read them all the time and he was kind of like woohoo like it worked out anyway take that third grade teacher who said this wouldn't go anywhere and I think from (laughs) his perspective like these books I don't think he's really trying to bash like science I think he's more just bashing like sometimes school is just like really boring and sometimes Mm -hmm. like some things seem really stupid for no reason and like he's pointing fun at like school systems in general not like particularly science but like I can I can see your point too, Beatrice, because like this movie is kind of like, wow, the villain's a scientist and look how evil he is. And like Melvin, wow, he's like such a stick in the mud and I wish he just had a sense of humor. But like, I don't know, in terms of the series as a whole, I don't really think it has that kind of perspective. But like, I do think it's fair to be like, well, like this does have implications, even if they were intentional, that say things about things that, you know, right, aren't right. super great. Totally, totally. Like that's a, my like that's my issue. It's like I don't care if the stereotype was intentional or not. I don't care if it didn't mean any harm. It's a stereotype, nevertheless, and it should be called out. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, like, all right, intentions don't take away from impact, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, Yeah. I think that's super fair. So, but that's... That's beside the point. So let's talk about these song choices. I'm trying to get through this because I have like this list and it's just like, okay. So a lot of the song choices were on point. I was like, well done. But there was this one song that I just do not understand. Is it the Weird Al one? Because I really love that No, no, I love that song. That's a great song. I thought that was really appropriate. Yeah, I was so happy. I was like, I love the choice. I love that it was Weird Al doing it. I love that it's at the end, like the end credits. It makes perfect sense. What I don't understand is that random breakout into song about Saturday. I was just like, you're not even going to finish like real, like I get why because I was like, very funny. Like, Uh no, you have to go to school. But I'm just like, just don't. Like, you, they could have done something without, re- like, it's just them breaking out into song. Like, that's the first, because I adore musicals. That was the first time I kind of understood people who were just like, I just can't get into people randomly breaking out into song. Because I was just not expecting that. I was just like, what? Like, why are you singing? Like, and I think by that point, they had already, like, started introducing, like, a more, like, soundtrack-based kind of thing with not original music. So I was just like, what? why? Why are you doing this? Don't do this. 
But that's my opinion. What do you guys think of just the music in general? I thought the music worked well. I mean, even like the, I guess the random like song. Um, yeah, it, it's kind of weird, especially like for the characters to just randomly break out into song. But I mean, I don't know. It, it just happened because there's a, like there was another song where the characters were singing, too. Wasn't there like later on in the movie? I think. I think so. I can't. Yeah. Like that I, one. Like, I don't even know. Like, I just don't like I was like, OK, like. <laughs> you know, I I don't know. I feel like that was just them checking out a box of like animated movies. They need the song. We need to sing a song in an animated movie, so we got to sing. And it's like I don't know the the fact that they didn't really even put their heart into it. I was just like, all right, if you're gonna sing, like you gotta really care. And like, I don't I don't think they really did. I Maybe think that's they fair. Yeah, I think so too. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, I last question because. We're going on a little long. <laughs> Last I thought question. this would happen with this I know, movie, but I, I certainly didn't. I was worried that I had a really short outline, but look at us. Um, where are the parents? Where are they? <laughs> like, I don't think where... you ever see the parents in the books ever. It's never about them. They <laughs> do know, not it's exist. Fine. It's it's don't they even exist. say doesn't crump even say something about it yeah he's like, yeah, like this is their parents he's like, he's like, like they're already failures don't care and i was yeah. like oh <laughs> i mean that's I guess. all the mentioning they get in the whole movie like, i don't know like i have not gone to a school that didn't have like one parent that was like so involved because they cared so much you know what i mean like that one person like, like a helicopter parent yeah totally so i was just like why, like, why have these parents, like, abandoned their children in this horrible school? Like, what is, or, like, I don't know, like, you have, like, that one parent who's like, no, we have to bring back the arts, and it's just like, what is going on? I thought it was a very nice, like, tip of the hat, because I always think about how, like, um, like, parenting, st- like, styles have changed since, mm. like, whenever, like, especially, like, since you know, since when I was a kid, and then, like, you know, um, I guess like whenever these these books started and everything like that, but like, par- like they like I grew up in a time. What is it? They call us like the last like generation that wasn't afraid. And so like my parents would just be like, "Cool, it's Saturday, get out of the house," and they wouldn't care what I did until like, but I just had to be home by dark. That was the yeah. only rule. So like I thought that was like it was like oh like. I can relate to this. Like my parents weren't really around. Like that's not a big deal, you know, kind of thing. But then at the same time, I was just like, but where are your parents? Like you're getting in trouble at school all the time. Like even if I had, even when I got in trouble at school, my parents were like, um, excuse me, young lady. And I'd be like, dang it. Like, thought I could get away with this like (laughs) I don't know I just feel like them like moving classrooms like that like him separating them like I feel like the parents would get involved at this point like the parents would be like why why are you separating why are you making my child upset or like yeah like like, that would be the thing maybe he never he never notified the parents maybe (laughs) I mean he doesn't think a lot of their parents I think it's kind of like how we were saying how this movie is like very intentionally for kids like kids don't want to think about parents they just want to think about what they're doing in school and their adventures and their parents like kind of don't matter to them like we're older so of course it makes sense like well what's the parent what are they doing what's their motivation they'd be in on this like where are they but like (laughs) 
For an eight-year-old, I wouldn't really be concerned about seeing parent representation in a movie for kids. So I totally, think that's, totally. yeah, that's probably no. why they don't exist. <laughs> totally. I, I understand. And they do exist because you do hear one of the moms talking. But I just, I don't know. I'm more of like, all right, if the parents are so, like, obviously that's never going to happen in this movie. It's not the movie where this has happened. But, like, at least in Disney, they kill the parents. So there's an actual reason why they're not there, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, if you're going to remove them, like, remove them. Like, don't. <laughs> Never <laughs> take them know. away take them away don't 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 bother with it but yeah but anyway that was the last question um find out all the info on this podcast at overlyanimated.com support us via patreon at patreon.com slash overly animated and join the ova discord to interact with us directly tell us why you agree or disagree with us please convince me that i should like captain underpants more i i implore you to do so just <laughs> convince just, her know, to give it a third chance exactly third, third chance, chance. Yeah, third chance charm. <laughs> <laughs> but again just you know everybody be nice that's all we can ask we're humans too like we're not just voices speaking in the void like be nice to us um thanks to you don't all have our to current... be nice to me <laughs> <laughs> no i want you to be nice to me i i, nice I, I cry very appreciated <laughs> i guess but, um, <laughs> thanks to all our current patrons especially our patron of the podcast steve aka frequent commenter steve and thanks as always to our patreon exclu- executive producers john ryan steve alex and andy so guys where can people find you outside of the podcast michelle <gasps> i mean youtube you can find me on twitter and you can find me on tumblr yep all right awesome awesome april where can people find you you can find me on twitter at fourth month enjoy awesome, awesome. <laughs> it gets weird <laughs> it always does i mean what social media account doesn't get weird i i would i wouldn't trust an account if it doesn't get weird sometimes yeah, then they're not being authentic exactly, exactly. authentic to you there we go. I'm being that authentic. That should be your newsletter, like, bio. Authentic TM. <laughs> Adding um, it right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, yeah, and if you want to add a face to my lovely voice, you can find me on YouTube at the Be Real Movie channel. Check out my Captain Underpants review. I It's a shorter version of this. Warning, my face. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.